Welcome to the Andy Social Podcast. My name is Andy Dowling, and you might know me as that bass player in the heavy metal band from Australia called Lord. You can go to lord.net.au if you love a bit of old school heavy metal in the vein of Judas Priest, Iron Maiden, Queensryche, Saxon, uh, Halloween, and even uh, some more modern stuff like Symphony X. You can go to lord.net.au. We're on Spotify. You can search for Lord Prog Power USA 2016, which is our brand new live album that's nice and easy to find. And you can search and find the rest of our back catalogue on there. And we're on everywhere else as well. Easy to find. So easy to find. Lord.net.au. Now, in addition to that, I also host the Self Starter Podcast, which is all about small business, self-employment, and freelancing. If that is of interest to you, you can go to selfstarter.com.au and go and check all of that out. You can search for Self Starter on your preferred podcast player, maybe what you're listening to this through right now. Moving along, this week's shout out, as you guys know, each and every week, I thank somebody, somebody that supports this podcast in a whole range of different ways. They could be buying a t-shirt, they could be leaving a review on Facebook or on Apple Podcasts or on Stitcher or somewhere on the internet, they could be liking and sharing and retweeting and recommending the podcast to people, all sorts of stuff, leaving encouraging messages, all that great stuff. So this week's shout out is for Tom Petrovsky and Tom is from Sydney. I've known Tom for quite a few years, comes to a lot of Lord gigs and uh, I'm doing a special shout out for Tom because Tom is just so loyal when it comes to LinkedIn. <laughs> so I always post the Andy Social Podcast link on LinkedIn and um, I'm always just, I mean, I'm a bit of a social media whore. I put stuff out everywhere on all the different platforms, but Tom religiously always likes all of my posts that I put on LinkedIn, which um, LinkedIn's always a hard thing to try and conquer, um, but it's awesome to get Tom's just reoccurring support there and he's always liking my posts and, and showing support that way. So thank you so much, Tom. I really appreciate that. When you listen to this, when you hear your name being called out, please send me a message, give me a little bit of a nudge, and I'll send something out to you in the post. don't know what that is yet, um, but uh, I'll find some interesting odds and ends around the house, and I'll flick them out to you, because we all love getting something in the post. So thank you very much, Tom. Now, this week's episode, this is a last-minute episode that I'm shoving in there. I've got so many podcasts coming up in the upcoming weeks, but this one in particular, I really wanted to get out ASAP. So I'm sitting in my car, in the car park in Ultimo, which is pretty much in the middle of Sydney. And I've just finished talking with this week's guest, which is Freddie Lim. Now, if you don't know who Freddie Lim is, Freddie Lim is the front man for Sonic or Thonic, uh, depending on who you are and how you pronounce it. Pretty much one of uh, Asia's most popular metal bands, um, most famous metal bands, most successful metal bands, um, just an incredible band that's done so much stuff over the years, um, really, really um, interesting and unique band um, that does a lot of extreme metal um, styles, but puts a lot of uh, traditional Taiwanese music and instruments into their music, and uh, they talk a lot about uh, Taiwanese mythology and, and all this sort of stuff, and it's really, really cool music, so I'll put a whole bunch of links in the show notes over at andysocial.net so you can check out the band. But Freddie is a really, really interesting guy. He is also a member of parliament in Taiwan, and he uh, represents a political party in Taiwan, and he actually came to Australia, he's here right now, and he's on his way to Canberra to speak at a conference in Canberra with a number of different participants and politicians and, and all sorts there, and um, he's raising awareness for the independence of Taiwan. Now, I'm not going to pretend that I know a lot about the subject, because, you know, you guys know me, I know a hell of a lot about nothing, but um, this is really, really interesting, and it's a heavy topic, there's a lot a lot there, and we only scraped the surface. Um, I had a little bit of time with Freddie to sort of touch on a whole range of different things, and we're all over the shop, but 
in true Andy social style, um, I was just sort of throwing things out there as I thought of them. And it was, it was good. It was a really cool chat. And Freddie's such a nice guy. And, um, I think one thing to take out of this is having a bit more awareness of what, um, other people are going through and some of the challenges that people are, um, experiencing and pushing for. In, in this case, Freddie's, one of Freddie's big things that he's pushing for is the independence of Taiwan and separating themselves from China. Um, big, heavy topic, but, uh, Freddie's been campaigning this for a long time and, um, he's continuing to raise awareness. Now, also, um, I mentioned a news article in this chat. I will put a link to that news article in the show notes over at andysocial.net. So if you want to read the full story, you can go over there, click on the show notes, and I'll have a link to that article as well. Um, it's a really important article. It's um, it's really disappointing to read. It's a bit disgusting um, as far as, you know, just upsetting that um, people have made or made these decisions. Um, but I'll, I'll leave that for the chat. Listen to it anyway. Um, you can go to the show notes, as mentioned, andysocial.net, and you can read into all of that. But um, an amazing guy. I gave him a little gift uh, before we started, just a little thank you thing. I, I just thought it'd be a nice thing to do. So I gave him a little uh, present with... Um, Oh, sorry guys, I couldn't help myself, but I put a Lord CD in there. I know, so cheesy and lame, but I put a bunch of, uh, really sort of cheesy, um, Australian sort of knickknack crappy souvenirs and everything like that. Cause it was Freddie's first time out here and he's literally only here for the weekend. So I thought I'll, I'll leave a little lasting memory for him. So, you know, break the ice and, um, and hopefully he'll uh, open it up soon and get a laugh out of the crap that's inside there. So anyway. Enough of me, as always. Please enjoy this really interesting chat with Freddie Lim of Sonic. Thank you. Freddie, thank you so much. Thank you. Did you fly in today? Yeah, I arrived earlier uh, this morning. So, and you've been talking all afternoon. Yeah. And now you're talking to me. Yeah. So thank you for being patient. <laughs> no, my pleasure. My pleasure. <laughs> and I promise I'll be as interesting as possible. Um, I have so many different things to ask you, but I think one of the things I'm really curious about is when you became, or when you started working in parliament, what was the hardest thing that you had to adjust to in parliament as being a politician, being on stage and being a musician for so many years and then changing? What was the hardest thing that you had to experience or change? Uh, the the speed of how things process. Yeah. yeah you have to be uh, patient about everything because yeah. like in the music industry, you can see progress every day. Like if you are recording a new album, you can see how uh, things go in every day. You can see now, now more and more tracks in the box now. But in the parliament, you see progress maybe season by, by season. Oh, yeah. So, so you, you, have to be very patient and so most of the time you feel frustrated hmm. but when you look back uh the the last few months then you feel wow there's some progress <laughs> that's good but you have to stop and look back yeah, yeah. you have to sp stop every few months and yeah. then you f you feel yeah i'm doing something good <laughs> yeah and is it because you're in Parliament, you've got so many different people that you have to convince and yeah. get on your side. But yeah. if you're in your band and you've run the band since day dot, you created the yeah. band, yeah. you're in a lot of control. Yeah. So you can make things move quick, quicker. Yeah. Yeah. So you lose a bit of control. Yes. And have to be patient and have to find the right skill to communicate with people, with other members of Parliament and to be uh, not 
not as uh, not like what you are in on the stage as yeah. a metalhead with anger with all the emotions. You have to be patient. You have to be calm and uh, communicate with people nicely and convince people, but not confront well against them. Did you make a lot of mistakes when you first started? Uh, when I first started, I not that many mistakes, but I didn't realize that the media's uh, environment in politics is quite different from the music industry. Mm. Yeah, the journalist is not people like you. <laughs> yeah, they are more like bloodthirsty. <laughs> they have an agenda. Yeah, and they want you to say something wrong yeah. or they analyze your words in the wrong way yeah. they or they translate your words by themselves <laughs> so so in the first few weeks that i didn't really realize that but then i just wow i found out that and so i quickly i tried to uh be uh some of some politicians they like medias they want to talk to medias every day but mm. then i just changed my way of dealing with medias i don't i don't want to hang out with medias all the time mm, yeah. a bit more careful yeah, yeah very careful and focus on what i'm doing in the parliament not what i not be on television or on newspapers every day no yeah yep. um do you think that having the music background gave you a bit of an advantage in parliament where you came from i mean communicating uh, with people on stage yeah yeah, I think the, to be, uh, I think not just a little bit advantage, but I think a huge advantage. Yeah, yeah because like as a as a, a vocalist of the band that touring around the world uh, around the world so much that uh, gave me the experiences that uh, sharing the same set every day yeah. Yeah. to different people. Yeah. With the same energy, yeah. So you can't, feel, you can't let the audience feel like, oh, you get bored on yeah. the stage. You have to, you sing the songs millions times, yeah. but you still with the fresh, uh, fresh energy yeah. on stage every day, every day. So uh, it's like the same thing uh, that sharing ideas, sharing your uh, uh, what you believe, yeah. sharing. Uh, your messages with other people mm. uh, in political arena. You share these messages to different people every day, to different members of parliament every day, with the same energy, with the same passion. So this is something that I feel maybe some other politicians, they didn't have these experiences. So I can see that some uh my colleagues, that they can't keep the same energy every day, mm. but I can that's good. <laughs> and I think because for for many years, you've been very passionate about human rights, um, the independence mm. in Taiwan as well. Uh, so to go into politics, you wanted to make the make the difference where yeah. other people grow up wanting to be a, a politician, mm. and they have a different agenda. Mm. So I think you've got the passion there that you want to tell that message over and over again to as many people to, to tell them the story. Yes, that's true. Yeah. Um, what what are you going to Canberra for? Uh, I uh, I'm here. I I will have. A, I will go to the uh, a cultural and political conference tomorrow in Canberra in the universal. Uh, 
Australia University, uh, Australia National University. Sorry <laughs> about that. Words. <laughs> yeah, uh, for the students and yeah. the, all the speakers are not only politicians but also scholars and some activists from Taiwan. So that's a, a conference that try to make more students and the audience to know more about Taiwan mm. and to strengthen the relationship between Taiwan and Australia in the future. Mm. I've I've seen uh, there was an, a news article that I read um, oh, about two weeks ago, and I'm not sure you probably haven't seen it because it was in Australian media, mm -hmm. and it was in a uh, a regional town, mm. and they had a uh, festival or an industry mm. event about um, beef. So oh beef. yeah, I know that news. Oh you yeah, know, and the painting. Yeah, yeah, and so the local council, the government, painted yeah. over yeah. the Taiwanese flag. Yeah, I know, and they were very upfront and said no. Like it's we don't recognise we because we've got our these strong relationships with China, with China. Um, yeah. we we have to side with them. we don't wanna, mm. we don't want to piss them off mm. and um, I read that and went wow like that's that's really yeah that's, that's a big thing it's a challenge yeah and I think I I feel very uh, frustrated that uh, even in Australia that the politicians uh, are willing to to trade their values yep. uh for the re but uh for the relationship with china it's kind of weird that you can trade lots of things for business but mm. can you trade value values because that's a that's a work of of some kids in the school mm. the the kids they it's kind of the freedom of speech that all the creators, all the artists that you want to paint something, you want to write something, you want to write music, you want to make films, you want to draw something. Yeah. That's a that's that's some value that we cherish about in a free country. Yeah. And the city councilor, the the government can say that oh, because some political reasons that we cannot use your works because it's not fit with our policies. That's mm. fine. But you cannot change that works. Mm. You can just you cannot just replace what you want. You cannot just draw uh upon what the others works. You can just change somebody else's ideas. That's the ideas of a kid. Mm. You can't just draw on their works. That's right. It's, so, there's so much that's wrong with it. That's 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 totally wrong. Yeah. You 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 should just say that even as a politician, I, I, I think you should just still use that work, that beef, mm. that cow, yep. right? Yep. You should still use that cow because you ask them to draw that cow yeah. with multiple culture. Mm. So you should still use that. Mm. But if you scare about China, then you say, no, we, we don't want used to, we, we don't want to use that cow yeah. anymore. I want to use some piece of art mm. in, instead of that cow. Just go to do it. I don't agree with you, but yeah, you can do that. But you can't change somebody else's works. That's like somebody others, some somebody else song, somebody else film, somebody other, somebody's painting. That's it. It's it's something that's come from them. Yeah, that comes from the kid. You can, can imagine just, that kid in years to come will always remember that. Yeah, as well. So you shouldn't do that. And and yeah, you. You trade things with evil and make yourself yeah. go to the wrong direction. Yeah. It was alarming to me because, and maybe I'm a bit naive, because in Australia, I think we're very, we, we feel like we're very free. 
Mm. We can do what we want. We can say what we want all the time. And we don't, there's not a lot of consequences. And we have our independence in a mm. way. I mean, yeah. we're still tied with Britain. Yeah, but, I'm still. Trying to, trying yeah. to top, yeah. chop that one off. But um, we live freely. And yeah. so when we see things like that, it's a shock because we go, mm. wow, like somebody's putting control on us. Yeah. And then we, you start to see that it actually happens quite a bit. Mm. And, and, it's a, and there's a lot of agenda and when there's money involved, yeah. um, then that tends to be a bit of a power play mm. and it's more important than, yeah. you know, people, individuals. So I hope that the Australian citizens are aware of that, mm. that uh, the, it's not a healthy thing in a free country. Then I, th- I think people should, of course, I think the world want to make business with Chinese. We want, need the Chinese markets and need their investment as well. But I think sometimes you, uh, we should still be very serious about what we can trade, what not. Mm. Yeah. You have to very serious about that. Yeah. Yeah. What's the, what's the biggest thing that you hope Australians can take away from what you're, what the message you're trying to put out there? Uh, I think that, uh, uh, first of all, I hope that the Australia, uh, Australian citizens will feel more close, uh, closer with, uh, Asian countries, not just China, but yeah. also Taiwan and so many, yeah. uh, countries that actually quite closer to Australia, mm. much more than the European countries yeah. or North America. So I hope that they feel closer. With, uh, with Taiwan, mm. because we have, we share the same values and we actually, we have 23 million people. It's the it's same. The same. Yeah, same. So place. we can do a lot of things together. We can, yeah. uh, there will be a lot of cooperations in the future. So I hope that Taiwan, uh, I hope after my speech, I, I hope more and more people, uh, the, the audience will be interested in Taiwan and would love to, uh, to make more exchanges with Taiwan. Yep. Great. And- with politics in general, mm-hmm. it's such a sensitive thing. Mm. It's very emotional. People get very, um, very passionate about mm. topics. Mm. Mm. And when you talk about Taiwan and the independence of Taiwan, you're going up against a big nation. Yeah. And while there, it seems, and, I, and I've, I've, I don't know a lot, but mm. I've done a little bit of research, and it seems that more and more people in Taiwan mm-hmm. seem to associate themselves as just Taiwanese mm, yeah. and not Taiwanese and Chinese. Mm, yes. So it's getting better yeah. awareness. But there would still be, no doubt, a lot of people out there that don't agree with what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And do you ever feel, like, worried that you've got those sort of people that are against you? Or do you, I mean, I just, you hear so many horror stories about mm. you know, people are very passionate. Do you feel ever feel in danger when, you, when you're campaigning and you're pushing your message out there? Uh, very rarely, yeah. not that much, yeah. because I I think I most of the people in Taiwan I can feel that even they don't agree with me with some uh, ideas, they still uh, like to hang out with me as a person. Yep. Okay. So I uh, even in the parliament that I have friends in different parties as well. So I try to uh, be who I am, hmm. be decent, and hmm. like. And I, I think, uh, I think to the way that we want to, uh, make people agree with us, it's not about, uh, how you win the debate with them. Mm. It's more about how make them to, uh, respect you mm. as a person. 
and I believe that in the future, then we can find a mutual uh, consensus. But first of all, let's respect each other. That's my my attitude, and I believe that all my friends who don't agree with me on some topics, they agree that basically let's respect each other first. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, outside of Taiwan, do you ever feel? Because I know the bands. Um, I, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but the band's been banned in in China. Place, in China. Yeah. So, do you, is there anything outside of Taiwan where you feel sort of that pressure, or is it just sometimes? Sort of, yeah. Sometimes that we got some threatening yeah. uh, emails, okay. and yeah. before when we, I can remember that there was one maybe in 2014 or 13 that when we. Uh, uh, before we started to tour in North America, yeah. we got some threatening emails that are saying that they will kill us. They will kill us if we play on the stage. Those they they claim themselves are Chinese students, but mm. sometimes they have. I, I'm not sure are they students mm. or not. But yeah. but yeah, these kind of messages uh, now and then happen in in different kind of occasions. But I think we try to not we try to be calm and mm. not be too uh overreact to mm. those messages yeah yep. even even the my speech tomorrow in uh Canberra uh as i as i have been acknowledged that uh, there are some chinese students saying that they will come to for uh, they will come to to protest, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I'm not sure if they will come or not. But most of the time, they don't come. Okay. Yeah, yeah. they just want to send emails. <laughs> what What do you What do you do to sort of overcome that? Because if you're thinking about, for me, I, if I'm thinking about tomorrow, I'm going, oh man, like I hope <laughs> I hope it goes well. But I mean, you're used to this now. You, you've you've presented in front of people. You've been on stage, of course. Yeah. But how I, do you work through that? Like when I when I. Uh, when I meet all those people who are not agree with me on some topics, I go to shake hands with them. Mm. I do that a lot. So, and to calm them. Mm. Yeah. And it works all yeah. the time. Yeah. I don't know if it works tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> but, you do, but you try. Yeah. 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 Um, your, your band, everyone that's in the band seems to be really uh, focused on helping other people. Mm-hmm. Um, teaching music, recording other musicians, mm-hmm. women's rights, mm-hmm. human rights, a lot of politics. Um, where does that all come from? Because if I'm I'm in a band and we're all so <laughs> different people, and everyone's sometimes some people think about themselves, some people think about others, but you've got a you've got a very interesting mix of people in your band. <laughs> it's unique. I think that's because I think that's a. That's a thing that can. This is a contagious. Contagious. Yeah, it's some. Then it will always go back to the positive. Oh, yeah, it's so a positive it, it, effect. It's a positive effect. So, I so the members, positive, and then you feel it, and you want to do something. Yeah, the well. members okay. will affect each other, and okay. things go in better and better. So, when if if there is a member that. Uh, for for example, if I uh, if I started a, a topic about how to help others on s- in some issues, hmm. then this discussion start, 
And then everybody will start to, uh, all the members will start to think, yeah, what, sh- what, what we can do. Mm. So it, it go to the positive direction. Yep. So when these kind of topics, um, uh, be in the band more and more, then this kind of positive direction become more and more. So I think it's just coincidentally in some key moment that maybe me or some members started this positive message and discussing and, and then it just goes. That's cool. Yeah. Um, since working in parliament, have you learned things that you've then gone back to your band and use things that you've learned in, in politics that have, that have helped make your band better or the way that you will talk to each other or structure things? Cause it's a business, isn't it? Your, um, your band. No, I don't no, think no. so. I think, <laughs> uh, I think I keep, uh, I leave, I, uh, I remain all the negative emotions, uh, and express them in music. In music. <laughs> yeah. So I was going to ask you, has, has all the politics, uh, influenced the music since being in politics? So has, uh, has the music changed the, a little bit and had more yeah, fire? I think our new album will coming out this, uh, will, will be coming out later this year yep. in October. Then I think it will have different kind of feelings than just angry. Yep. Or, uh, our music used to be carry anger and sadness, mm. but now I think people can feel different complicated emotions in the music. And, uh, because I have faced quite a different life. I have been through very, quite a different life in the last five years, five years. Mm. And not just political, uh, in political, uh, arena, but also myself, I got a newborn baby last year. Congratulations. Yeah. But on the other wow. hand, my, I didn't expect that my, my father passed away last year as well. Wow. Okay. So I got yeah. so many different kind of emotions and been through quite a different life last five years. So I believe that the new album, people will feel some associate with the music as well. They can still find some, uh, messages about Taiwan, but they can find some emotions about themselves. Human as things. Well. Yeah. 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 That's a lot to take on. Yeah. That's so much. I mean, having, having a child, losing a parent, yeah. the, the politics, the music, yeah. there's so much there. Yes. So I, so I, so I didn't expect that I write the, all the new songs quite smoothly. Yeah. Yeah. I, I thought that I used to write, I used to need like, more than six months for preparing all the materials and write songs. But, mm. but this time I, I just spent maybe two weeks yep. and to finish all the, the basic structure of the songs. I, I was shocked. I was surprised about that because I, wow, I, wow, there were so many emotions and so yeah. many things inside yeah. me. Now I didn't find out. I didn't, wow. There are so many things <laughs> that I carried in my, I, well, there's a burden. I didn't, yeah. and I, I feel released yep. that, uh, in two weeks, I, I finished all the new songs, also released my emotions. Well, so that was a great, that was some great two weeks. And, and so that will come out in October? Yeah. Okay, yeah. cool. What? You've been a part of, I guess, the Asian metal scene, if mm. you want to call it that, mm-hmm. <laughs> for, for so many years. Yeah. And there are, like, there's heaps of great metal bands all through Asia. But, I mean, what do you think, where's it going? Because, I mean, 
you know, there's bands that are coming out of Japan. There's bands yep. that are coming out of Singapore, out of Southeast Asia. Mm-hmm. Um, there's even some Chinese bands as yep. well, um, and Korea as yep. well. Um, where do you see it heading? So I know that you've you guys have put on festivals in Taiwan, in Taiwan as well, and you've done a lot of touring there, and you mm. see a lot of bands. Where, where's it going? Is it? I don't know. I think it's going to be more united. Yeah, yeah, because I can see more and more bands. Uh, not just uh, now, there are so many bands from uh, Europe and America come to Taiwan. I have so many years, but in recent two or three years, more bands are from Japan, from Thailand, from Hong Kong, from the Philippines, yep, okay. and even from Australia. Yeah. So I can see the that's not just happened in Taiwan. I believe in Japan, and I can see some festivals that they are have they organize some stages that uh, invite bands from Asia from Pacific Asia. Mm. So I think that's quite a trend that this Pacific Asia, uh, Asian uh, region be uh, more united and want to know more what's happening in your country mm. because you are my neighbor. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, this thing used to be follow what's happening in the West. Mm. But nowadays, I believe it will be uh, people will want to uh, well be more curious about each other yeah yeah playing in a band myself for years you would look at north america mm. and europe and yeah. that's it and maybe yeah. japan yeah because japan always had that that thing from the 70s the scorpions and yes. the kiss and all that budokan and all that and yeah. but apart from that that was it and then suddenly a lot of Asia opened up and yeah. yeah, there's a lot of Australian bands. I know, um, you might not know the band, there's a band from Australia called Truth Corroded. Yeah, I know. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. they, they led the charge for a lot of Australian bands and they just did mm. like a DIY. They did it themselves yeah. and a lot of really horrible gigs and time, mm-hmm. like no gear and playing mm. in the corner of a room, mm. but they, they paved the way for a lot of Australian bands and showed that it's actually a really good idea. Yeah. And now there's a lot of bands that want to do it. So now like for me, mm. and it's been a few years now that we, we look at North America, we look at Europe, and we look at all of Asia. And mm. Asia is a leg that mm. you that you take on as a tour, mm. and you tick off all those places as you go. Yeah, and I tell you what, I love to go to Taiwan. Yeah, yeah, come to Taiwan. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, that's cool. Um, one moment. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, I can edit this. Yeah. Um, Okay, hmm. so last thing before I wrap it up, and forgive me if I if I have trouble explaining it, but this is something that I deal with. Hmm. So, being a musician for so many years and then being a politician, did you have to consciously create a new identity for yourself? So, when you think of Freddie Lim, did you have? Freddie Lim, the musician over here, Freddie Lim, no. the politician over here, or were you just Freddie Lim and yeah. that's just everything about you? Yes, that's that's how I manage myself. I uh, I can't really manage two lives. Yeah. yeah, And I can't really manage two careers. I try to manage myself and then I let myself know that music and politics are the two major things that I want to do. And, but... Other than a musician, politician, but also I'm a father now. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, 
um, have different identities, but I'm all Freddie Lim. So try to manage myself. Did you always, were you always that confident? Like when you said then, it was like, okay, you've got that worked out. But did you have to go through that? Did you have to try and work that out? Was there an adjustment? No, I just, no? I just, just, I just naturally uh, live in this way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's good. That's fantastic. Yeah. It's, I think it's hard. I think it's hard for a lot of musicians sometimes when they feel passionate, passionate about something else and they're worried about the two worlds combining. Mm, they're worried mm. about the people that know them for music mm. learning about the other things or oh. the other things, those people learning about the music and then it negatively impacting mm, it. Mm, mm, and mm. I don't think people should worry about it. Mm. I think people should just be confident in everything that they're passionate about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And respect each other. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, I know you got a plane to catch. So wrap <laughs> thank it up. you. But thank you so much. Um, My pleasure. Yeah, I am so keen to come to Taiwan some someday, and I hope that this is just yes. a little bit of help to to raise a bit more awareness for for you. Thank in, you. In the, in the country of Taiwan. Yeah, I hope to play in Australia too. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. please come. Yeah, awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks very much, guys. If you want to check out more. Um, and learn more about Freddie Lim and uh, the band Sonic or um, all of his political endeavors, you can go over the show notes over at andysocial.net. Um, probably the best place to go. There is a whole bunch of links. There's heaps of stuff, heaps of stuff online about Freddie and, and what he's involved with and a lot of the causes that he's pushing um, and campaigning for. So um, go over there, andysocial.net, and check it all out. Massive thanks to Freddie. Thanks to Chris Marrick for um, hooking up a last-minute chat with um, what an amazing and interesting guy. Just absolutely incredible. So cheers, Marrick, and uh, you can go and check out the previous episode of the Andy Social Podcast with Chris Marrick there as well. All right, we're going to wrap it up, guys. As always, if you want to support the podcast, you can do so by buying a T-shirt over at andysocial.net. You can shout me a beer via the paypal.me button over at andysocial.net. You can leave a review on Apple, Apple Podcasts, on Facebook, or on Stitcher, or anywhere else on the internet on a message board if you're really feeling a bit edgy and crazy. Um, sharing, liking, retweeting, tagging, recommending, sending me nice messages, all that great stuff. It means a hell of a lot to me. Thank you so much, guys. Until next week, take care, guys. Ta-ta. Larry. Larry, please. <laughs>